Welcome to the Working Tools Podcast, where today will be the first part of our discussion of Whither Are We Traveling by Dwight L. Smith, past Grandmaster of Indiana. Ladies and gentlemen, brethren all, welcome to the Working Tools Podcast, a casual conversation around Freemasonry. First, it's important to note that our thoughts and opinions are our own and do not reflect those of our Grand Lodge or respective craft or concordant bodies. Please connect with us and ask questions via our website at theworkingtoolspodcast.com. Today on the Working Tools Podcast, we have our, our usual host of hosts, uh, Worshipful Brother Stephen Chung from Prince Charles Number 153 in Kelowna, British Columbia. Very Worshipful Brother David Colbeth from King Solomon Lodge Number 60 in Auburn, Washington. Worshipful Brother Jared Dunham from Penticton 147 in Penticton, British Columbia. And I'm Matt Apple, and I'm from Mill Creek 243. And we meet in Mount Lake Terrace, Washington. So, first of all, Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, this should be one of the first, uh, first shows of our new season. And it might not quite be New Year's when you're hearing this, but, you know, close enough. Uh, so we're going to discuss, we've decided to discuss sort of in depth this, I hesitate to call it an article, a a 30 or so page missive on, on masonry. Uh, it's got a lot of meat to it. And so we're going to sort of digest it and discuss it chapters as we go along. Uh, today, we're going to start with, cleverly enough, chapter one, uh, which is sort of an overview of the whole article. And... Uh, it just sort of starts with a, it's just chapter one, whither are we traveling is the name of it. And it sort of breaks down a lot of the things that um, most worshipful brother Smith is going to talk about in the rest of the rest of the article. Guys, did we, do you have thoughts uh, broadly on, we're going to try not to, I'll tell the listeners in an effort to control all of us that we're going to try not to drill down too deeply into any of the individual things because we're going to do individual episodes on those later, but we're going to sort of glance across it all like a, like a stone skimming across the depths. So, David, you have a thoughts? I was just going to say that because this is our first show, uh, and I'm not going to get every link into the body, but please go back and look at our other playlist. I'm going to have a separate playlist for the reading room, we're going to call it. So each of these articles, uh, Jared is going is blessed us with his voice, his soothing tones. And so he's going to be reading the articles to us, and we'll try to release those that Wednesday-ish before the show. And uh, we'll also have an article, the link to the article, so you can read it and listen to it and absorb it, take notes and provide comments and feedback as well. So hopefully the Wednesday before the show, and if we go into two parts, I'm not going to necessarily have it released again on that Wednesday. You'll just have to go back and, but there'll be a separate playlist for the reading room and then a playlist for season five. So we hope you enjoy yeah, Sorry, it. I meant to mention that. And, yeah, and uh, each of the chapters is is pretty short if you want to read along as as we're talking the the I mean, chapter one is what three and a half pages chapter two is about the same it's not too not too onerous to read uh like most things when you break it into pieces it it's not so bad and i find myself i, I thought about honestly when this whole project started i thought ah 30 pages it's just it wasn't that it was that difficult to read or that, that much to read it just was just 30 another 30 pages and then there was the laudable pursuit that's next. And then there's the the next one. And just sounded just that, like a lot. Yeah. And so, but then as I, I just kind of, okay, sit down and start reading. And then the pages just turned and turned and turned and turned. And honestly, this whole, th to me, this whole theme is a feeling of a series of meetings after the meeting. And kind of what the show was about was the discussion 
of masonry and amongst our brothers kind of sitting after the lodge, hey, how can we fix things? And so I, I hope that doesn't come too repetitive or too, oh, they're talking about fixing lodges again. <laughs> uh, I, I, I think we have some unique ideas and uh, hopefully we'll learn, we'll all learn together, I guess, over this series. That's, that's my comments. Well, I thought I actually, well, yeah, here I go. Already got, getting contradictory, aren't I? I don't think I don't. When when I was reading through this, I I actually read through it with this uh, mindset of have we fixed the problems that he saw sixty years ago? So it's I don't think it's so much. I mean, there are things that we still need to work on, but having read through it, I think there's things that we have taken his words is his quiet counsel and you know acted upon it in some places so that's sort of how i'm approaching this is looking at, at least with our jurisdiction seeing where have we improved from you know the the problems that you know most worshipful brother smith saw you know back in 1962 so it i, I agree i think it's an ongoing process too right yeah it's also interesting because I, I looked up brother smith's uh biography and he he passed away in 1993 so i would have been it would have been interesting to see his to know his opinion of where things had gone in the 30 years since he wrote this um because i know that when i when i was initiated in 95 they were dealing with a lot of the same problems still up here so Maybe we should have a little seance and see if we can get him to come back and talk to us. <laughs> there you go. He'd be a great guest. <laughs> so at least, I guess at least he would disagree with me. No. <laughs> at least he's a, a past grandmaster of a different jurisdiction, so he couldn't take our deuce cards. That would be. So uh, just sort of starting at the beginning, what are the what are the the first impressions you guys had? I, I mean, I know the first thing I underlined and made a note of was. The, that the figures show a falling off of membership in the whatever second third sentence and that attendance in lodge meetings is not what it used to be and well attendance aside you know a falling off of membership is that the problem what's what's the the well it's interesting <clears throat> because i i didn't have the time to read it so i let it get read to me and i'm and i'm listening to it and I'm, man that sounds familiar yep that sounds familiar Yep, that sounds familiar. Oh, sh uh, are we going down this path? I don't know. Like, I I hear the membership um, talking about the issues, but not um, not coming up with any real solid um, suggestions. And nobody, but nobody has admittedly gone down the road of um you know soliciting membership um there has been talk about um how tight we're guarding the west gate and whether or not we should be um, um making that process a little bit easier right and but it hasn't really gone anywhere yet i don't know about in you guys' lodges but um it was it was interesting, you know, like all the similarities he ref referred to um, from today and and back in time, 
it's the ebbs and flows thing that he mentions, right? You know, where we're just in that that uh, low spot. Yeah, he, he kind of refers to that again later on the next page. He talks about how that it's there's an ebb and flow. But I, I commented com, com that we've been going down in membership for the last 60 years, really. there If you look at most charts, membership has been on a on a slow decline well well not not actually when i when i found out that this was written in 1962 it kind of because up here at least our memberships peaked in 1963 so until so it's interesting that he's talking about a decline in membership before we actually saw a decline in membership so i I find that you know because i always i always think of the you know 1963 is our sort of you know that's the point where every year after that we have a net loss of membership so it's interesting it was kind of funny oh go ahead i was just going to say that i i actually underlined that he he says if this brief period is one of the downs and i underlined brief period and i thought you know so the brief period has been going on for what 70 years now that's about a quarter of the life of masonry it's no longer a brief period <laughs> yeah i suppose in the 60s at least for the us and indiana the 60s would have been the potential just the drop off of a peak of a crest that maybe he assumed was going to continue to be an ebb and flow like it had been over the last century but little did he know like you said it'd be fascinating to talk with him now to think okay what do you think of this so it's been a 60 year decline Right. And I guess my question is, so he's addressing membership and, and I'm not, I'm not saying I don't wish there were more Masons in the world, but that said, but is, is that a problem? Is that the problem? Is that well, a yeah, problem well, affecting Masonry today? But it, if, well, he's, but he's not talking about membership. He's talking about attendance. Cause as he points out is that, you know, it's, you know, uh, where did I, because uh, this is when we complain about attendance, what we really are saying is lack of interest. So it's, I don't, I, I think what, because I, and that's where I, I find it interesting is I would love to have seen numbers for the grant, like for up here from say the forties to the sixties, well, that, well, while we're gaining members, what has attendance at average at lodge meetings been? And if, you know, so because I think that's part of, I think, what his complaint is, is that he's not so much complaining about membership as it is. It's just no one's coming out to lodge. You know, because that's what he complains about, you know, as one of his questions is that, you know, uh, what was that on page? You know, oh, sorry. Uh, you know, where he says, you know, is it too easy to obtain? You know, are we just initiating men that can pay the fee and that's it? They, You know, they're, you know, paper paper members, you know, they, they have their membership card, but they never really participate. Yeah, worshiping at the altar of bigness, and yeah, and then when he gets into talking about concordant groups, and yeah, mm-hmm. that's interesting. I didn't, I, I appreciate you guys talking about the idea of of actual the attendance versus membership. I hadn't, I hadn't focused on that at all. I know well, years ago when we did a phone survey, we were at, we were calling around to guys to participate in an event, and we found that out of the hundred ish members or so we had, that. There was probably 80, somewhere between 70 and 80 that maybe if they were in the area could, could have, could have attend physically. And then there was probably another 30 or 40 that didn't live in the area or had job issue or whatever. So out of the hundred or so, there was about 40 ish that probably could come and we were getting 20 ish, 25 to attend. So 50% attendance, I was 
pretty ecstatic about that when I actually did the numbers at the time. Well, yeah, we we just actually looked at our numbers, and we have forty five on the books, right? We have about fifteen to twenty uh, active that come out. If you include the the snowbirds that are here half the year, we go to about twenty five uh, ish that are active, um, and then of course we've got a, about ten that are um, that live out elsewhere. And of the one, the remaining ones in town, um, work is to re- is the reason for half of them, and the other ones, um, they're not able to come out at night, and you know they're they're just getting on in the years, right? So uh, when you think about the makeup of the numbers and and break it all down, um, those who are or would be considered able, the majority of them are actually active in our lodge. So, you know, it it's just comes down to sheer numbers, right? Um, but why aren't we getting 100% attendance? I well, think that's kind of the root cause, of, or the root of his concern, too, is that there's not only a lack of attendance, but lack of interest. Well, no, no. Um that's what I'm saying is those that are not coming in our lodge either don't live here or, or aren't able to, right? Those that are snowbirds, when they are in town, they do come, right? So uh, that, that gives us the rest of the membership. And those that are physically able and, and live in town, they are active. So um, that, you know, that's why I think that our, we still have a healthy lodge in that sense. You know, uh, uh, we just don't have greater numbers. And, um, you know, there's lots, of, there's always lots of talk about uh, how, how we can improve that. And um, I'm, I'm interested to listen to the rest of it. I haven't listened to it all yet. But, um, yeah, it was getting quite, quite, um, hmm, that sounds familiar. Hmm, that sounds familiar. Hmm. And so, you know, I'm kind of interested really to carry on. Um, and if I didn't have conversations that I, you know, interactions that had to happen this afternoon with uh, uh, live people in my house, then I might have got more of that red. But <laughs> yeah. And you guys, you guys hit upon a couple of things that I had questions about. The, the first of which is, as as I have gotten on my soapbox about before, data i would like to know a lot of more information about this sort of stuff like he talks about um using a shotgun approach to try all these different things and we're not using a rifle when we should be whatever giving it you know using the doing the things that work and i guess my first thought when i read that was a well you know i want to know where all those shotgun pellets went you know what what have we tried and what what succeeded and what didn't and i mean frankly my other thought was that it's kind of more like a uh, cork gun that has a string on it because somebody tries something and it goes for about a, a year and then it dies again <laughs> and we never get to see what what would actually happen if we applied that for a significant period of time. But anyway, back to my original point, which was data. I want I wanted throughout everything I have read up to this point of this article just data to back any of it up. And uh, I guess my second thought was he says a couple times that um, we're not competing with television or movies or the internet. What 
he doesn't say the internet in 1962, but by extension, the internet. And I would argue we are. I mean, if you, if your lodge is not providing a sufficiently interesting experience to the members to overcome sitting at home and watching a repeat of the Rockford files or whatever else one watched in 1962, then maybe that, that is the problem, right? If it's, it's, you have to, the guy has to get up and walk away from his wife and children and go to lodge. And if you're not providing experience better than what he could have sitting at home, staring at the television, there's the problem. Starting the West Gate. Assert. If you've got people who would rather sit at home in TV because they can't be bothered to go to lodge, then they're not good Masons and they shouldn't have been made members in the first place. That's the guarding of the West Gate point that he likes to make. True, but I do I do kind of agree with Matt that you know it's got to be more than just a, another meeting. Um, it's got to have some pulling power, as they say in in marketing. Uh, pulling power to draw them and keep their interest right if you don't provide any value for um for the membership and maybe that's the the education that's done at at the the meeting maybe it's the i don't know maybe it's the festive board as he talks about um <clears throat> that's the draw for some people for me it's the social uh, aspect I I can go be with like minded individuals and and enjoy uh, some disinterested friendship as they say and um, yeah have a few ham sandwiches and and uh, bevies alone uh, during that time. It's interesting. Uh, just quickly, is that he points out that uh, to quote him, he says, "No amount of busyness can usurp the position of eminence of a lodge of Freemasons occupies in a man's loyalty, if the lodge is in a position to command his loyalty." So I found that in his use of the word loyalty interesting in this, per you know, because he's not talking about making keeping people interesting. It's like he, we have to build that loyalty because it's. I'll be honest, it's loyalty that keeps me going to lodge. So and I actually, I like the fact that he used that word. Would you intertwine expectations with loyalty? Or is that another level of loyalty? There's loyalty commitment and there's expectations. Right. Like, cause, yeah, because you, you are loyal to your lodge. You, you, you've made the commitment that you will go to lodge through thick or thin, bad, sometimes good. And, you know, once you develop that loyalty in someone, um, you need, you, you, you develop it, but then you need to nurture it with something else. But you, they, I think the problem that, at least what he's pointing out, is that there's, there doesn't seem to be any loyalty to the lodge. Because that's also the point I think he brings up a little bit with his later questions about the appendant bodies and stuff. And I find it interesting that the loyalty part actually comes up in his paragraph about, is it too cheap? Like, are we... Are, is it like the whatever the sunk cost fallacy? Is that are we asking people? Are we saying, well, you spent five hundred dollars to join this lodge, you better be loyal to it. And that's well, in again, in my humble opinion, that's not what generates loyalty, right? What generates loyalty is you getting some value out of it and knowing, and the expectations of getting more value out of it in the future. So I feel like we're, uh, we, I think we've discussed like before paragraph one <laughs> this thing. <laughs> 
Just, just we're, 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 we're talking about could we could we get even get one show out of this uh, first chapter? And I said, I think we uh, even if we're only at twenty minutes in the first five questions, I think we should just hard stop it and, and transition to another show, folks. We're barely off of the first paragraph <laughs> in good TWT style. Exactly. <laughs> at least we made it past the None title. Of us are surprised. Yes, <laughs> let the tangents begin. <laughs> well, I one of the questions I would love to get answered as uh, what is the magic number? I wrote that down as we were talking about attendance and numbers and think what is the magic number for a lodge? Maybe we can talk about that at some point too. So with that, uh, I think we're going to wrap up today's episode uh, of our discussion about the the whither are we traveling article, and we will we'll come back to it again on another episode. We'll continue discussing chapter one <laughs> of Whither Are We Traveling by uh, Most Worshipful Brother Dwight Smith um, and continue on from there. So uh, thank you all again. Happy New Year again. We we look forward to to presenting you with a new season and uh, of interesting discussions. At least I find them interesting, so that's good enough for me. And uh, we look forward to talking about this article for the next little while. Look for Jared's uh, excellent reading of the next uh, chapter or two that should be released before we we discuss and we'll look forward to talking to you again next time on the working tools podcast goodbye